Well, hello and welcome to another week of Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 7th of May 2021. They include the Netflix superhero drama Jupiter's Legacy and the return of office-based comedy Mythic Quest on Apple TV. And we'll also be talking about the latest series of Fargo on all four, starring Chris Rock and Ben Whishaw, and Netflix crime drama Monster. But first, Ian, what's in the news? Well, Hannah, as soon as we finish chatting today, I'm going to be having a virtual interview with Esther Smith and Rafe Spall because their comedy drama Trying, about a couple going through the process of trying to adopt a child, well, that's coming back for a second series on Apple TV. What else is in the news? Well, that sounds very exciting. Well, Dakota Johnson, um, she will be starring in Netflix's new take on Jane Austen's classic novel Persuasion. Um, And she'll be playing the unconventional Anne Elliot, um, whose snooty family are facing bankruptcy. um, And she's drawn back into the life of Frederick Wentworth, the man she once rejected. Right up my street, frankly. Well, uh... Pretty decent week this week, I would say, and you're going to kick us off with a feature film arriving on Netflix, and it's called Monster. Yes, I am. Shall we have a little listen? All they see is another black man with a rap sheet. Dog looks the part to me. No one has any idea who I am. We can still do great things. He's a monster. Should one moment define my life? So, as you say, Ian, uh, Monster. It's on Netflix. Um, it this it's a drama. It's it's quite gritty. Uh, my favourite word it is quite gritty. Um, it, and it's it's set around a seventeen-year-old student, and he he finds himself charged with a crime that he says he absolutely didn't commit, and. Um, I suppose it's it's incredibly pertinent, actually, um, really, because this drama surrounds a, a black family and the way the police treat them too, which I think is, is incredibly topical at the moment um, and something they're sort of uh, trying, trying to harness, I guess, within this film. Um, it's based on uh, the award-winning novel um, of the same name, also called Monster, by Walter Dean Myers. And you see uh, this young lad, it's, it's quite pertinent because at, at the end or somewhere within it, it says, well, one mistake define a lifetime and I think that that is quite interesting for everybody isn't it because there is a mistake made um you know we some you can choose a wrong path but this will affect your life and he's a young lad a bright a very bright lad um whose family has huge aspirations for him so it's as I say it's gritty it's sad it is dramatic it's a good drama but I think it's really quite captivating and as I say I think it's it's chiming very well at the moment because it's so newsworthy and so so topical um Kelvin Harrison Jr 
um, plays um, Steve Harmon, who is who is the teenager, who's this very law-abiding New York teenager, and he wants to be a filmmaker, and as I say, is incredibly bright, but he is taken into custody um, after an armed robbery, and um, you, you see how he's treated, and you see um, what happens to him after that when he has such a promising sort of start to life, if you like. What did you think, Ian? Do you think is it one for you? Some interesting cast members in this one, Hannah. So uh, Jennifer Hudson is playing the mother in this family, and you've got Jennifer—I'm never quite sure how to pronounce her name—Jennifer Earl. Earl, <laughs> well, of yeah. course, I remember as the star of Pride and Prejudice, the BBC adaptation. Opposite Colin Firth. Yeah, of course. She, she plays the lawyer, doesn't she? I'd love to play a lawyer in a film, wouldn't you? You'd be a good lawyer, I think. I can see you doing it. <laughs> well, full disclosure, I haven't watched this because Netflix didn't send me a preview. But I've seen the trailer and I've done a little bit of research because it has been shown at film festivals. There are kind of a lot of directorial flourishes mm. that for some people may become slightly annoying and this this young lad, as you say, he's a sort of aspiring filmmaker. And there's a lot of references to the process of filmmaking. There's also a voiceover, which people might find a bit distracting. However... Did you, when you say about the filmmaking, do you mean because they sort of keep doing shots as though he, you know, every shot comes from him as if he is filmmaking, as if he's making a film about himself the whole way through and it becomes a bit irritating, is that what you mean? Yeah, because also he's out and about kind of snapping people out on the subway or whatever in mm. parks on streets. Mm. And I think showing sort mm. of black and white footage that he's shot of his, his girlfriend and so on. But uh, the consensus also is that Harrison really is one to watch and um, it is worth watching this purely for his performance because he really makes it work. So yes, when they send it to me, I will watch it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> also on Netflix, Jupiter's Legacy. It's a new sci-fi series. And here's a clip. Brandon, Chloe, everything you do is a reflection on this family. You have to be the ideal. No one can live up to the ideal. Not even die. And I'm doing everything I can to keep this family from falling apart. Well, it's not working. Okay, Hannah, well, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be for you. And I mean, to some extent, I am a bit, I'm a bit fed up of all the superhero stuff. There is a lot, and I mean... Marvel have been churning it out, haven't they? But anyway, people who are fans of this sort of thing, I think they will enjoy it. It's an eight-parter, and it's about the world's first superheroes, and they're called the Union of Justice. And it's it's got sort of two timelines. So we go back to the sort of 1920s and the Wall Street crash, when the leader of the Union of Justice, who's called Sheldon, he's the son of a businessman whose whole business goes um, to the wall because of the Wall Street crash. But then we fast forward to, I think it's 2013, where he's a father, he's married, he's got two kids, and they're like taking on the superhero mantle. They have powers as well. Now, I did, there's clearly something I've slightly misunderstood here because in the 20s, he's a young man, but in 2013, he's got teenage well sort of 20 something kids 
which which didn't add up. But anyway, I've, there's probably something to do with superheroes and how long they live. Anyway, I found Sheldon. Obviously, they have got to age him up quite dramatically with grey hair and a grey beard, which doesn't look that convincing. But anyway, never mind. I found him rather kind of mm. po-faced, uh, annoying character. He's he's very disapproving of the younger generation and that they're not following the code. Yeah, I wasn't totally invested in it. You kind of get the origin story of this group of superheroes. There is an amazing battle in episode one with this villain called Black Star, which is very exciting. But I couldn't really get too excited about it because I've just seen too many superhero dramas and I don't think I've got room in my life for another one. However, the guy who's created it, Mark Miller... He, he did work for Marvel, and it's kind of his homage to the golden age of comics back in the 30s to the 1950s, and he absolutely has nailed that. So I enjoyed episode one, but I think I, I will be giving it a miss. It's got a lot of sort of family dysfunction stuff, so they're having this family dinner, and the daughter lands on the roof, of course, they can all fly. <laughs> She's drunk. She comes in, they have a big family row. So that's quite nice in that they do put that family dysfunction into it as well. But I'm guessing, <laughs> I don't think you even need to say, I'm guessing this isn't one you'll be tuning into. I'm, I'm, I, I assume there's just a real market for this at the moment because there's an abundance, isn't there, of, of this sort of thing coming through. No, it's just not my thing. I mean, yeah, the fight's great and... It, it jumps everywhere and it's just I, I think I would agree with your sentiment that there's just there's just not enough time in my life for another one we, we're really down on that haven't we what a downer okay well uh <laughs> now you're looking at a returning series on Apple TV and it's called Mythic Quest tell us more Hannah yeah so Mythic Quest this is um season two so really popular first time round and it's um if you like The Office then you'll really like this because this is set in an American gaming studio rather than you know your slough kind of paper merchants um so it's sort of a different setting and a perhaps a bit warmer and brighter and nicer however yeah that's the kind of the premise behind it um and you don't need to really know anything about PlayStations or Xboxes um, either, which is good because I really don't, um, because it's just a comedy about a load of people in an office and colleagues and um, all the kind of dramas and office politics that go on, which of course doesn't happen these days because none of us are working together, are we? Um, <laughs> um, but Rob McElhenney, is the, he plays the part of creative director Ian and um, he's kind of the genius behind the game that they're creating. But actually, he's a bit like Ricky Gervais and just the, the bane of all his colleagues' lives. So it is really funny. There are, it's it, it sort of, um, it's uncomfortable at some points because you're like, oh God, no, you're a bit like you are with Ricky Gervais. It's just no stop. Um, but you know what? Season two, it's really good. People liked it first time round. They'll like it this time round. Did you like it, Ian? I do like it. Um, and I mean, I'm not like you. I'm not a gamer at all. So I didn't think it would be for me. But on Channel 4, there's a series called Dead Pixels, which I don't know if you've seen, which again is is all about gamers. But it's not just about gaming. It's about their lives as well. And um, well, compared to this, I mean, the game in this Mythic Quest, wow, the production values are pretty high. But yeah, I did like it. And Rob McElhenney, I mean, people will know him because he's one of the creators and stars of 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which you can watch on Netflix, which is about a group of friends who run a bar. He's very funny in this. It's got F. Murray Abraham in it as the, the guy who writes sort of the scripts for the show. Uh, of course, he was in Amadeus all those years ago. Absolutely brilliant. But I think the the star, the central relationship really is be- between Rob's character, Ian, and Poppy, uh, who's sort of the engineer. It's an Australian actress. And I she is great. And they play off each other really well. So I did like it. And weirdly... It mm. kind of made me a bit nostalgic for office life, which I never thought I'd be saying. And of course, if you have not watched series one, that is available on Apple TV as well. So you can catch up with where we're up to. Now, I have another returning series to talk about on Channel 4 and All 4. It's the wonderful Fargo. And here is a clip. You sure about this? Remember what happened to the Irish? Italians, they're the past. We're the future. They just don't know it yet. We're the goddamn Roman Empire. Now, Fargo the series, um, which is all available on all four, and I highly recommend it, it's inspired by the movie Fargo uh, with the brilliant Oscar winner Francis McDormand and William H. Macy and, and various other bods. It's a classic Coen Brothers film and it inspired the TV spin-off which they're all self-contained, the series, self-contained stories with different settings and new characters each time. Now this time we're going back to 1950s Kansas City and our own Ben Whishaw, of course we know him as Bond's quartermaster Q. He was Norman Scott in A Very British Scandal. He's the voice of Paddington Bear. This time, he's playing a mobster. <laughs> so the setting here, the setup is, it's also got Chris Rock in it, the brilliant American stand-up comedian, and Jason Schwartzman, who's in a lot of Wes Anderson movies, and Jesse Buckley, who, of course, was uh, the runner-up in I Do Anything, the talent show. But anyway, the, the setup is that in Kansas City in the 50s, there are these rival gangs. So there's kind of been, there's been a Jewish gang, there's been an Irish gang, you've got the Mafia, and the latest gang to arrive are black migrants from the southern states, and they're led by this guy called Loy Cannon, played by Chris Rock. Um, and then the Sardinian Mafia are led by Don Donatello and his son Josto, who's played by Jason Schwartzman. And Ben Whishaw... He plays an American-Irish character who goes by the name of Rabbi. And the reason is that historically, the gangs used to send the youngest son to live with the other gang to kind of keep the peace. So that's the setup. I mean, some British actors have done brilliantly in this series before. You've had Martin Freeman was in Fargo. Ewan McGregor was great as two different characters. David Thewlis was, was superb in it. I know that Ben Whishaw will be good in this. It's, it is slightly odd to see him playing against type in this though he's not a really in-your-face gangster he's a bit of a quieter character compared to the others i know it will be very good they're consistently good these shows i wasn't immediately as invested in it as i have been watching the previous ones but i certainly will stick with it it's a fascinating cast do you think 
this is one you will enjoy. Have you seen the previous ones, Hannah? Yeah, I, yeah, and that's the thing. I like, how, like you said, how individual they all are. And I think that's the key. And, I, and just seeing Ben in a, a very different sort of role is kind of... That kind of messes with your mind a bit, doesn't it? It's just, it just seems really, really strange. Um, no, I think it's one. It is definitely one to to stick with, and I'm hoping that it sort of it kind of warms up for us, really, um, and we kind of I don't know enjoy it a bit more as it goes along. But I think you do need to keep keep watching it. Well, we've got to my favourite part of the podcast, where you surprise us all, Hannah, with the things you've been binging on. So spill the beans. <laughs> yeah. Every week. Well, basically, my television at the moment, really, uh, aside from what I watch for this, is really um, around what the children want to watch. Because during lockdown, we've been doing this sort of cinema night thing with them to try and, you know, make things a bit more fun. And um, they chose The Queen and I. Uh, and it's actually a series um, but we watched it in one fell swoop we literally binge watched it um, and it, I think it was about an hour and a half in total and it, it Queen and I with David Walliams and anything that's got David Walliams is, is, pretty, is pretty funny and I don't know if you've, if you've seen it Ian but you'll actually you'll love it because you're not a huge royal fan and <laughs> you, this sees this sees the royal family um, David Williams plays the part of the Prime Minister and he does not want a royal family anymore and he sees the royal family overturned but they are take, everything is taken away from them, their palace and everything they have to go and live on an estate and become normal people so there they are walking around in all their regalia and, and Charles and the boys are at school and they used to be going to Eton but now they're going to the local school and they're all dressed in their little blazers and they come out with bruised lips and battered faces and basically the the tough school of uh, of everything really and by the end the queen has made so many friends with the real people and um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a good story i liked it watch it <laughs> okay well i long after everyone else caught up with chernobyl i really binge watched straight through that and it's as good as everyone says it's a, obviously it's about the nuclear disaster that happened in the Ukraine starring Jared Harris who we will be talking about soon because he's in a new Britbox drama called The Beast Must Die and of course the wonderful Paul Ritter as one of the engineers working in the nuclear power plant who sadly passed away recently the whole thing is is brilliantly done and also terrifying uh, you know the, the consequences of a of a of an accident at a nuclear power plant mm. and the radiation but yeah well worth it catching it on now tv if you've not seen it and i also plowed my way through the classic netflix documentary series making a murderer which is very compelling i won't give away the plot i would say just watch it and and you'll be amazed now we've just got time to look ahead to next week so what are we going to be binge watching Yep, so we'll be talking about The Woman in the Window, starring Amy Adams, who plays an agoraphobic woman who believes she has just witnessed a terrible crime. And on Amazon Prime Video, exciting new series from the director of Moonlight. It's called The Underground Railroad, and it's about a runaway slave who makes a daring escape from a deep south bounty hunter. So we look forward to talking about those, but in the meantime... <laughs> Watch it.